John Stewart, the famous comedian who quit the Daily Show for some reason at its peak. He's so upset because he's been pushing this stuff. He's one of these guys who never served in the military, but gloms on and I think basks in their reflected glory. He also was never a firefighter or anything like that, although he's got the look of a firefighter. You hang around those uh, fire stations enough, you can kind of take it on. You know what I mean? He's got that look, and I'm, it's, 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 he wears the jackets. He wears the uniforms. Listen to this. Cut 12. I'm used to lies. I'm used to hypocrisy. Uh, I'm used to their cowardice. I'm not used to the cruelty. So Pat Toomey, the Republican from Pennsylvania, his amendment addresses how this $400 billion in the bill can be spent. He says as it's written, the money can be used for things unrelated to veterans. That's nonsense. And burn pit exposure. It's just utter nonsense. Nothing matters to them. Nothing penetrates that bubble that they live in of procedural There are real people who face tragic consequences for their parliamentary All right. What the hell really is going on here? Uh, I'd like to bring in a veteran of all that parliamentary stuff and a veteran of the actual United States military, former Congressman Michael Grimm, Newsmax contributor. Uh, Congressman, welcome back to uh, the show. How are you? Good afternoon, Greg. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back on the show. And thank you, by the way, for reminding everyone about Ashley Babbitt. We can't forget, and I appreciate you doing those segments on Newsmax. Very important. Thank you, sir, very, very much. Hey, listen, um, all right, look, we're all at times frustrated with Congress. Uh, the bills can be very, very complex, very cumbersome. I don't understand half of it, the cloture vote, the committee, this, all this stuff. It's complicated almost on purpose. Can you tell me, can you tell us what the hell is going on with this legislation uh, designed to help the veterans? It was approved by Republicans and then it was disapproved by Republicans. My understanding is because that was a procedural thing, but it's very complicated. Or is it? You tell me. What's going on here? Well, I will say, believe it or not, the rules, especially in the Senate, more so than the House. Now, I served in the House, and the rules can be difficult. They can be cumbersome, but not nearly as much as the Senate. And I'll be honest, even sometimes the Senate rules um, as you mentioned, you have cloture, you, 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 you know, you have different rules in the Senate. So they work very differently, the House and Senate, and they are difficult, and sometimes they get very complicated. But it's hard for me to tell whether this comes down to the Republicans pushing back a little because Democrats do tend to write bills that are very vague with respect to funding. They often do not put in the specifics of how it needs to be how the monies need to be spent so that it is not squandered. And we all know Democrats love to squander money. So sometimes you might have, you know, and Democrats are also notorious for putting, you know, a great name on a bill or making about something that has universal agreements such as veterans support. But then underneath that, they put in these little things into the bill that if you're not reading every line, and how can you, because these, these bills are so long, if you miss one line, you realize, oh, this actually has nothing to do with veterans or nothing to do with this legislation. So you, you either have right now, and I didn't read every line of this bill, so I, I can't tell you with 100 percent certainty, but you have Republicans saying that there's not enough safeguards on how this money can be spent. And it could be spent on things that have absolutely nothing to do with veterans, and that's why they're pushing back now at the same time. It could be some politics as well. Listen, both sides of the aisle play politics, and if they feel that there has been a little bit of a wind at the sail 
uh, of the backs for the Democrats lately, and they don't want them to have another win. They could be holding it up for that, which I don't agree with. I don't, I don't like that part of the politics, but it's a fact that we all have to deal with. There is politics in politics. All right. So when a guy like um, John Stewart, you know, raises hell about this, and it's it's pas- he's passionate about it. He wants this. He doesn't have time. But all weekend long, I, I, they asked him, like, so why did this happen? And he kind of said things like, oh, I don't know. And I feel like he's a guy who just wants to make a spectacle Maybe just as much as he wants this stuff done for the veterans. Um, what's your sense about that? And even Pat Toomey said that this is like the oldest trick in the book. You latch on, just like you said, to something, you know, that nobody could argue with. What do they call it? You know, uh, ice cream is delicious. We all agree, right? Well, maybe not. You know what I mean? Because you stick in some other stuff. So what's your sense of John Stewart? Have you ever crossed paths with him, by the way? Not directly. Uh, I've been uh, the the butt of his jokes many times on his show, but I actually, uh, he never invited me on to defend myself, but I think he's grandstanding. Greg, I'm going to be frank. I, I, I think you're giving him more of the benefit of the doubt than I would. I think he, he has an issue that he knows he's on the side of the angels. Again, standing up for veterans. It's like standing up for firefighters or a busload of, of priests, you know, it's, or children, you know, you, you don't, you know, we can, we can put up a thing about children should never be in harm's way. Who's going to disagree with that? Um, so he knows he's on the side of the angels. And I think that it's now become more about John Stewart than, than it has anything to do with veterans. I mean, when you look at the press conferences, it's all about his outrage and how bad Republicans are. So I think it's, I think it's two things. I think John Stewart wants to promote himself and it makes him feel good. It, he has the moral high ground, typical of liberals. You know, they always want to prove their moral superiority. But I also think he's he's hyper political and he knows that the midterms are coming and he has to keep taking shots at the Republicans so that they don't have a huge victory uh, in this midterm election. So I think that's his two goals. And overall, if those are the goals, I think he's doing a hell of a job. His grandstanding is getting a lot of attention. He is promoting himself while he's also bashing Republicans. Bravo, if that's his intent. Well, uh you've explained it to me thank you very very much um it's it's yeah i think you're right he's got to be a great hey by the way you're a veteran i'm a veteran i mean (laughs) this this issue i don't know i uh i've been around burn pits uh i'm okay i know people i don't know it's just if it's not one thing it's another you know sometimes the veterans community we're both proud veterans but we portrayed them the media politicians as this beleaguered group, you know, always kind of looking for a handout or a hand up or something. And sometimes that rubs me the wrong way. No, true. And let me ask you a question. Where are all of these? And they tend to be the liberals that grandstand to this, you know, at, at this level. Where are they? But, you know, prior to the Trump administration, when our military was being whittled down to nothing, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you are, in fact, not only a Marine, you're a pilot, what about when our pilots, those in choppers and those flying fixed wing, didn't have parts? They couldn't get the training that they needed to stay safe because our military didn't have the money to replace parts. And you could go not just in the pilots, but across the board, whether it was tanks or whether it was other, other um, units that needed to get necessary training. They didn't have the money, and they didn't do it. So, so where, was, where were all these advocates worried about our servicemen and women then? 
you know, so that's why I, I just I don't think it's 100 percent candid. I think there's this this other agenda. And if you're pro-military and pro-veterans, you should be pro-military and pro-veterans all the time, not just when it's politically expedient for you. All right. We love it. Michael Grimm to be continued. Former congressman. What are you up to? What's next, man? You've uh, you know, I've got big a big belief in your ability and in your future. Um, what's on your mind these days? Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm actually going to be on uh, speaking on Newsmax around 3.15 today about the crime wave and everything else that's going on. Uh, I'm really enjoying my time at Newsmax. I think it's one of the few places where we can get some straight talk and and hear the facts in the news and make our own decisions because uh, everything else, as you know, is all liberal bent. So doing that and, you know, maybe in the near future, I might do a book about being the first and only undercover FBI agent to infiltrate Wall Street successfully. So uh, that might be something I'm going to work on in the near future. Hey, sounds like a book and a movie. I would love it. I would love it. I'd love to see that. Hey, Michael Grin, to be continued. Thanks, and we'll be right back. Thanks, Greg.